Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast, where we empower and inspire beauty professionals to take their careers to the next level. Your host, Victoria, is a certified business coach with over a decade of experience in the beauty industry, helping countless beauty professionals start and grow successful businesses. Now she's sharing her knowledge and expertise with you. Whether you're just starting out in the beauty industry or looking to take your business to new heights, this podcast is for you, covering topics like community, management, branding, and much more. So join us on this journey to build the beauty business of your dreams. Hello, hello, and good morning. I first have to start off with an apology because I did not put out an episode last week. And I'm sorry, I got busy with Summer of Sons and um, I just didn't get it done in time. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes it's okay to say, you know what, Mm, I screwed up, I'll do better this week. So I'm going to record a couple of episodes this week so that I don't leave you in the lurch again. Now, today, uh, I wanna switch gears a little bit because I, I was going to keep the entire summer about content and we got into threads so I'll give you a a minor threads update I think but then I want to switch gears and talk about something that's just on my heart essentially so quick threads update some people are saying that they find threads is dying out here in week two almost week three of threads which is amazing that it's already almost week three of threads because I feel like it came out yesterday But the thing about it is the app needs to adapt. It's missing some key features that we are used to on its sister, Twitter, Um, or I mean, I guess it's evil twin, (laughs) Twitter, but also um, just in other apps, especially meta-owned apps. So right now you can only see people whose voices are amplified by by the app, like the app is actually making those decisions instead of you. So there's no feed, following feed. There's only one main feed where they say, hey, we're gonna push these accounts out and this is what you get to see. I think a lot of people are having difficulty with that because maybe they don't just wanna see meme accounts and people who are already famous. We were really hoping, we were all rooting for you. We were rooting for you. We were all hoping that all those people who you made our followers, sir, when when you pushed us over to this app, you were like, look, you get to keep your followers. Day one, we were seeing those people, right? And we were like, this is exciting because I haven't seen you in years, even though I literally choose to. I follow you. I want to see your content. Now we're really not seeing it. Um, and Adam Masseri did come out. I, I caught this. It wasn't a big announcement. It was just a thread that he posted that basically said, um, because the bots are here, we are restricting some content. If you get caught up in the restriction, please let us know. But I think what's happening is um, the the pendulum has swung too far. And so now we're right back to restrictions, which I think is Adam Masseri's favorite fucking thing. Because if you go and look at Instagram, boy, isn't that shit restricted as fuck? And like, why can't we curse on this app? Why don't we just say, hey, you're a child, you can't be on the app. Why are we telling grown adults that they can't write the word bitch? Like, why do I have to write B-I plus sign C-H to not be restricted? It doesn't make any sense. I don't like it. I don't like it. So I'm not giving up on it. He swears there are updates coming, but I am going to let you know it's not just you. If your threads feed seems dry or a little bit boring or like you're talking to a wall, you know, it's in its infancy and they're throwing spaghetti at the wall right now. So we'll see how it goes. Don't give up on it just yet, but 
Early adapters are the ones who succeed, right? So if you're there from the beginning, you have the highest chance of actually creating a community and creating valuable discourse. However, if you find that it's not serving you at all or that it feels like a chore or that you're just not fucking interested, get off. Just get off. Content shouldn't feel like a chore. There's a million different ways to make content. There's there's Pinterest. Yes, by the way, so many people don't know about Pinterest. Like they know it exists, but they don't realize that it's an underserved, overutilized tool. So when you're looking for things, do you not go and look at Pinterest? When you're looking for um, outfit inspiration, when you're looking for aesthetic photos, when you're looking for examples of what you want to do to your house, and when you're looking for DIY projects, are you not utilizing Pinterest? I am. But when's the last time I like posted anything to Pinterest? So there is, um, there are different applications that will allow you to schedule posts on Pinterest, just like there are for Instagram or Facebook or anything else, right? So if you wanna go and utilize one of those, what you could do is you could sit down and you could write your own blog posts, make 10 of them, let's say, that come out once a month. Make, okay, let's just make it round, right? Make 12 of them that come out once a month. Now you've got a year of content. You can even have chat GPT help you write these. Give me 12 ideas for blog, uh, blog, blog topics, whatever, on this subject. Okay, write me a 150 word essay on this subject for each of those 12 that they gave you. And then bam, now you have blog posts. You can schedule them to be released on the first of each month, January 1st, February 1st, March 1st. And then you can make 12 little pin covers and you can schedule them to post on the first of the month every month and link them to your blog. And now you've got traffic coming to your blog evergreen every time someone looks that up. Why are not more people caring about this search engine that is just dying for content? I don't understand, but it serves me well. I don't know about you, it serves me well. So anyway, moving on. So that's threads, that's other forms of content, um, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, it all, Twitter if you really want to, if you're a masochist. Um, it, it all still exists. You can all still use it. You don't have to live and die by the newest fad. I do encourage you to continue creating content over on threads because it's a different kind of content than you're making elsewhere. It's literally just discourse. It's just getting to know one another and building community. But I'm not telling you that you should live and die by it and you shouldn't do anything else. Okay, moving on to today's big topic that I wanted to discuss because it's just, you know, it's just on my heart. <laughs> I wanna to talk to you about jealousy. Today's episode is brought to you by Brow Sister PMU Products, home of the world-famous Pink Gel. Make sure your clients stay comfortable throughout your entire procedure, be it brows, liner, lips, or areola, using Pink Gel Secondary Anesthetic. Enjoy 30% off on your first order when you use code Glam Life. Now back to today's episode. I wanna to talk to you about jealousy in this business because I was speaking with my friend Carla Ricciardone and she was telling me, Victoria, the more successful you get in your own business, the more people are going to dislike you. And I was like, well, that's really weird because on your way up, everybody's cheering for you. And then I thought about, remember that movie? Um, shit, what movie is it? I mean, it's about Tupac and Biggie, but I can't remember the name of it. It's really more about Tupac. Anyway, they're like at a party together and Tupac's walking down some stairs with Biggie and he tells him it's on the way up that everybody smiles in your face and shakes hands, but don't step on too many people because you're gonna see them on the way back down. And he was like, yeah, but you're on top of the world. You're not on your way back down. He basically was like, no, no, no. Once you get to the top, they'll tear you down. Miley Cyrus said it, right? It's the climb. It's 
not, it's, there's always going to be another mountain. It's the climb. It's, it's the journey to get there, right? Everyone says this because that's the part that everyone likes. Everyone likes to see you face adversity and they root for you because it's relatable. Oh, you're going through it too. Oh, it's not even easy for you. That's nice. My friend Mindy said this to me this morning and a light bulb went off in my brain. She said, well, I don't know about in other countries, but at least in America, we really love success, but boy, do we hate successful people. Damn, she is so right. She is so right. And I can prove it to you right now. Are you listening? Clear your mind, put your feet on flat on the floor, sit back in your chair, close your eyes, clear your mind, and tell me that this doesn't just ring bells in your head. Are you ready? Americans, by and large, think about, think about social media, think about comment sections, think about tweets that you have seen, think about things you've heard people say in a classroom setting or in a break room while they're watching the news. Think about what people say. Americans, by and large, hate billionaires, hate them. They should pay their fair share. They don't need that much money. They're hoarding wealth, the 1%. We hate billionaires. But boy, wouldn't you wanna be one? Wouldn't you wanna be a millionaire? And fuck off if you don't like me. I don't care, I have a billion dollars. Wow, Mindy was so right. That's absolutely true. And on a microscopic level, just the smallest piece of that, if you have zero dollars or even worse, if you owe hundreds of thousands of dollars, so every dollar you make, you don't even get to keep, that's the real hurt, right? And, and your neighbor next door says, hey man, I've been doing amazing actually. I am on, I'm on par. I'm probably going to generate over $150,000 take home this year. That's after taxes and everything else. I'm uh, just 150,000. And you're sitting there thinking, I need to make 150,000 just to hit zero, just to be out of debt. You'd feel a little some kind of way, right? Like, man, fuck you. You're not that much. You live right next door to me. You're not that more special than me. Boosie said it too. Lil Boosie said it. He said, you can't, I can't live in Baton Rouge. I can't live in Baton Rouge because the same people I came up with who were rooting for me, who wanted to be in all the music videos, who wanted to come to all my shows when I was just a local rapper, those same people will shoot me dead if they see me on the block. And it's kind of like, why? Like, what did Boosie do to them, you know? Um, and it's literally because of the inverse. He said, I love living in Atlanta because everybody in Atlanta is also a rapper, is also in the music industry. They're a producer, they're a manager, they're a promoter, they're a marketer, they're, they're a, a ghost writer or whatever. Like, they get it. So they're eating, I'm eating, we're having a great meal. Everybody's full, everybody's happy. But if I'm eating around people who are starving, it ain't no good. So as you and I are posting our big wins and celebrating and being so excited about things that we worked really hard for, meaning we do deserve them, as we're posting these things on social media, yes, it inspires, but then after a certain point, people start to dislike you a whole lot. Not everyone, some people are still inspired by you. Those are your people, right? Those are your ideal client. But those red flag clients who really weren't there for you anyway, they were there for the success, they get jealous. And then they start acting out. 
So a girlfriend of mine, and somebody else I know, this happened to them as well. But just recently, a girlfriend of mine had an old hater come out of the woodwork who they haven't spoken in probably some years. And she called um, like their department of health and said, oh, she's, she's tattooing in her bedroom with dogs. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a very specific lie, but go off. So um, uh, Shorty from the health department rolls up and he was like, oh, actually, this place is super dope. And where they live, it's fine to be at her house, but it's not in a bedroom. It's an entire floor of the house and it's clean and pristine and um, a perfectly suitable place to tattoo. And it had been inspected before, you know, but so the guy from the health department was like, yeah, this is exactly what we thought when we licensed you. I mean, it's probably the cleanest um, home premises I've ever seen. And I love that it's separate and it has its own everything. Yeah, there's no complaints here. Just because a dog lives at your house doesn't mean you can't tattoo here. Which, I, in the United States, I know this is a foreign concept for us, but they do not live in the United States. And it still rattled her. It still shook her. Because she knew that somebody was out there hating her and actually going after your her livelihood, you know? And, yes, yeah, she got over it pretty quickly because in one ear and out the other, and the guy was like, I love it. It looks great. I'm closing the case. Don't worry about it. She got over it. I mean, maybe like 20 minutes. We had to just kind of talk it out, but it is unnerving. Even though people hating on you cannot diminish your success, it can't take from you just because somebody else talks poorly about you or thinks poorly about you. It doesn't make it feel any better and it never will. And I think that sometimes you see people taking lots of hate like, let's, let's do this on a, a, a grand scale where we know it's safe to say something, right? We have all seen people trash Kimberly Kardashian for however many years she has been famous, right? Trash her. And she says nothing. She never really responds. She really does not. She's not in the comment sections. She doesn't go tweet for tweet with people. She really just lives her life and seemingly is above it and doesn't care and you can say whatever you want about her and she'll still smile when you run up to her and ask for an autograph whatever it really doesn't matter but i'm telling you i'm telling you that shit bothers her i guarantee you it does there's no way it doesn't and when it happens to me and when it happens to my friends and when it happens to you that somebody leaves just one nasty comment on a picture of work you were really proud of it doesn't matter that you can ban them from your Facebook page and you can delete the comment because it wasn't even constructive. It was just nasty. Like, I got it done elsewhere for cheaper. Like, no, nobody gives a shit, Karen. Nobody cares. It still annoys you. And it's still, like, your brain is such a powerful thing that you're going to think about it. Don't you think about it for a while? Like, you rerun it in your head over and over again. What I should have said. Or why did she say that? Or is there any truth to this? You rack your brain thinking about the the criticism that you just received and you start to wonder did I deserve that should I do something different am I charging too much did it not look as good as I thought it looked was the client not happy was the student not happy should I have given more do I not give enough value was it not should I change the lighting so that it looks in pictures the same way that it looked in person I don't understand why someone and it had nothing to do with you the whole time it had nothing to do with you or the work it had nothing to do with that it was 110 percent about jealousy jealousy yeah she got them done somewhere cheaper <laughs> and it looks like it too and when she saw these mm -mm, she was like well I don't know why you thought you deserved those good ass brows you could have gotten these just like me 
The inverse of this is also true. Have you ever noticed that when people say, who's the best lip injector or who's the best brow artist or who's the best lash artist or whatever, um, people furiously are tagging whoever does their lips or brows or, or lashes or whatever, spray tan or whatever. Have you ever noticed that? They're like, oh, you have to go to my friend so-and-so. You've got to go to my friend. And they do it even with non-personal relationships. What's the best daycare? Oh, man, we love Fishers. Oh, we love EDC. Like, it's... It's like um I wouldn't call it an obsession because they're not posting about it constantly, but it's like a fan when they're posting their response. They're so serious about it and they really want you to choose their provider. And like, why? You don't get a kickback or any kind of um, like refund or rebate or discount because you got somebody to go to the same daycare you go to. And it doesn't make your kid's daycare experience any better if someone random was like, hey, where should we put our kids in daycare? And you're like, you've got to go to Flowers. What, why? What is the point then? What drives people to ride or die for something so seriously that affects them not in the least? What is the driving force? Oh, you've got to go to my doctor. Why do I have to go to your doctor? They never actually tell you, you should go to my doctor, not that one, because X, Y, Z. There's never a true reason. And people say that with cars too. They're like, okay, you guys, I, I'm having another baby. So I need a mid-sized SUV with the, uh, the third row that could go up or down. I like this car or this car. Which one? And people will say this one. No, that one. No, this one. No, that one. And then the poster will say, okay, but why? Like, what are the differences? No one's ever going to answer that. Why should I go to this doctor instead of the other doctor? They're never going to answer it. Why is Flowers better than Fishers? They're never going to answer that. Because there is no answer. They haven't used the other option to be able to tell you the difference between the two. They just want you to pick the option that they tagged in whatever the question was because they want validation that theirs is enough that theirs is good enough that what they have is desirable by other people you would want what i have right you would want where i get to go right where my kids go is prestigious enough right what i own is enviable right you would want that people do not actually have opinions on this I mean, they, they might if they've had to switch daycares for some reason or if their car was a piece of shit, right? But in those comment sections, people are not posting their true opinion. They are posting, looking for validation. That's all that is. That's all that's going on in those comment sections over on Facebook where people are asking for references. So when people are saying, where should I go and get my brows done? Where should I go and get my lashes done? Know that their response is personal. It has nothing to do with the cleanliness of the place. It has nothing to do with the technique of the artist. It has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that they want their experience validated. They want other people to say, yes, 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 yes. What you chose, where you go, who you have a friendship with is exactly what I wish I had. That's exactly what I want. And it is just the inverse of jealousy. That's it. That's all that it is. You have fans and you have jealousy. And, and that's it. And then you have your mom who's somewhere in the middle <laughs> saying something like, yeah, kid, calm down. You're doing great. Okay, calm down. <laughs>
nothing other people aren't doing okay you're doing a good job at it lots of people are doing a good job at it so put your put both feet on the floor take your head out the clouds do your job and remember that that's all it is which is so funny to me that that is my mom's balanced response to everything maybe I should unpack that with a therapist I think that if you don't have any haters yet then you're still on the climb if there's nobody jealous of you yet you're still climbing you're still working and once you get that first hater and it hurts it feels like a knife through the chest hear me in the back of your head you're doing good kid you're doing good kid because people do not complain about people who are not bothering them and you are only bothering them if you fucked up their face <laughs> or if uh, if they're looking at you and they've stopped being inspired and instead started being jealous. I hope today's episode really brings you just some peace, some gratitude, and hopefully some solace in some of those more scary moments or heartbreaking moments when you're like why is this person coming for me they're not coming for you they're coming for them the them that they don't see in the mirror uh if you would like to continue this conversation you can always always find me over on instagram at victoria.glam and as you know this podcast is brought to you by brow sister pmu products www.browsister.com please use code glam life for 30 percent off and give our anesthetics a try we have primary and secondary and i just love sharing them with you but i also love when you share with me so if you would love to meet me over on instagram remember that's at victoria.glam um please leave me a comment and let me know what kind of jealousy you have had to incur in your business so far because I think I would like to start featuring guests on my podcast and I'm looking for a really interesting story about this to expand okay I will see you next week Monday morning at 9 a.m I promise because I'm going to go and get on my uh my batch recording shit today and I'll chat with you later have a great day bye